let's take a minute to talk about PodCoin. You love podcasts. You listen to podcasts. You're listening to your favorite podcast right now. So why not get paid for listening to podcasts? PodCoin, available on the iTunes and Android Marketplace, is a simple app. Download it. Subscribe to your favorite podcast. Subscribe to this podcast, in fact. And get paid for listening. If you download PodCoin right now and use the code FRANKEN, you will get 300 free PodCoins just for signing up. And you can use those for Starbucks. You can use them for Amazon or... You can use them for charity. Now, you accrue PodCoins virtually from any podcast you listen to. So go ahead, go download PodCoin, earn some coins, subscribe to Frank and Culture, and get paid! Welcome everybody. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another fine edition of Frankensteiner on Franken Culture. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and as always, my lovely co-host with the most profane mouth of all time, Julie Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hi. Next time you gotta warn a motherfucker when you jump out with that shit. I it I love the nineties. I love all that fun stuff. But you gotta warn somebody. Oh, I can't wait. You warn I have a... You're gonna pull up some like late nineties, early two thousand Dawson's Creek kind of shit up on me. <laughs> I need some warning. I need some warning. Okay. I, I have it's like... either too early or too late. However you wanna say it. It's either too early or too late for this shit. <laughs> I have like a whole list of things that like I want to do just like randomly just to see how it works out. Oh, it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> then 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 everybody gets to see my completely real non non-scripted response. Well, here, my completely real non-scripted what the fuck response. <laughs> Social yep. experiments, motherfuckers. I feel like I have a warm mouth I feel like today. WWE. Yeah, WWE can't script our promos. So, uh I guess that's WWE can't, yeah, WWE can't even script their promo. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Speaking of which, right? So now we're back. This is the first episode after Clash of Champions, and uh, I have to say, overall, I didn't think it was that bad of a show. I thought there was like some really. I didn't think it was that. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was like. Oh my god, motherfucker, it's the best! You know, it wasn't anything, like, to write home to mom about, but it was pretty good. It was pretty decent. There were some moments where I was pretty happy with, um, as far as, like, I mean, we'll talk about it, but a return that was popping. Um, so, you know, like I said, there was some good, there was some stuff that felt, fell, fell stale to me. Cause quick matches sometimes bother me. Yeah, but other than that, but other than that, no, like I said, it wasn't horrible at all. I mean, yeah, I could, I, I can't bitch about this as easily as I can other other WWE pay per views. So that's a good sign. That's yeah. a good sign, guys. You guys were running a freaking marathon there for a while where I was bitching. So I'm proud of you guys. It's like you're listening to your 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 
complaints department. Your fan base. Not really. Finally. You're listening. Yeah. Only for the pay-per-view, because once we get to freaking Monday Night Raw, that shit goes out the goddamn window. All right, well, let's get into Clash of Champions first, and before we get your opinion on Raw. So oh, yeah, no. Start us off, right? Trust. First match of the night, right? Pre-show, of course, as always. Mm-hmm. Drew Gulak versus Humberto Carrillo versus Lince Dorado. Um, right. Triple threat match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. I thought there was like a lot of great spots, but there was also a lot of misses. Like I don't know if you saw yeah. where um, Lince it's, Dorado it's... did his shooting star press, and he like he still connected with like his toes to Humbert to Carrillo, who was trying to roll out of the way, and it was just, yeah. Like, it was like, it seems like parts that were sloppy. If this makes sense, it seemed like a complete and utter communication issue. If yeah. this makes sense, like I, it seemed as if, like I've said, like how I've said, like for me, I feel that um, Britt Baker and B Priestley, there's a communication. They're great wrestlers individually, but for some reason, sometimes when I see them in the ring together, there's some communication problems. Same thing, same thing with that match. There, you could see where this could be amazing, but it was the communication problems that drug part of that match down. Because that's where you could see the the sloppiness and stuff like that. If they didn't have it, it was a pretty decent match, to be honest. I I didn't mind it. But it's when you have those moments where you can pick. I mean, also, again, I know I'm a marky fucking asshole. You know, I know there's probably some, you know, guy from Topeka, Kansas, who thinks wrestling's real that doesn't see that. And that's cool. Unfortunately, I do this um, and bitch about it weekly. So I have to look for this stuff. So um, that's the only thing. I have from Topeka, Kansas. Do you? I love yeah. using that as a reference. I had a buddy from there like a while ago, but I love using that as a reference. That or Katy, Texas, because people are like, what? And I'm like, it's a real place, trust. Um, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, it's, I think if that, I think if there wasn't that slappiness, it would have been a lot better match. Yeah, I think I feel you on that one. It was good. It was, it good. was, it was good, though. Yeah, that's all. And we're not trying to shit on the match. We are, no, but we're not it. really trying to. It's we liked the match a lot. Just the problem was, is there was like a couple of hiccups that were really, really noticeable. And we'll talk about well, it, I said, there were some other matches where it was. The yeah, same if it wasn't way. noticeable. Yeah, if it wasn't noticeable, then I would just be like, oh, yeah, it was good. It was a good match. It was a good match for, unfortunately, a division that they decided that it just didn't. They didn't market it the right way. So right. Um. But yeah, no, it's, I also, all three of them have been around in some form because he's in Humberto in his own little way. They've been around enough to kind of know that you need to tighten that. So I don't know if it's just the lack of, when you're in that limbo of not knowing where your career is going to go, you know what I mean? So I kind of wonder if that's part of it too, because they've all wrestled pretty decent and tighter before. You know, yeah. So I'm wondering if this whole kind of fuckery that is figuring out what you know, two or five live disbanding and them going in the different directions. I wonder if that's part of the reason why it also seemed off. Because when you have that kind of stuff weighing on your mind, I don't give a fuck who you are. There's some people that could say they can block some shit out, and some people can't. So that could also be a, a factor that I don't think anyone's taking into consideration. Yeah. So overall. We thought it was a good match. Uh, yep. Like I was gonna say, like there was there was one spot right with the shooting star press as well as Humberto Carrillo's. I think it's called the Aztec press. I don't know. It's like his little backflip off the top rope. Yeah. Um. Overall, though, it didn't matter because Drew came in, threw him into the post, and it looked like he really hit it. So it was a great sell. And I don't know if he really did or didn't. Um. 
Right. But it looked like he did. It was a great sell, made great pop, and then Drew got the win. So I was I was pretty excited, even though I don't remember who we took in this match. We we might have taken Drew in this match. Um, I think we did. Moving up to this other match, though, this kind of match that kind of caught me off guard because I didn't think it was going to be this match. But AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander was the second pre-show match. And I was like, huh. I said that, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I made the of- I made the joke to Matt. I'm like, the face that runs the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> the the crazy thing, and I do kind of want to, um, it was something I got from What Culture because they were talking about this. Um, Alexander's, uh, yeah, right. Cedric I'm just like, uh, I just love doing that to them. I can't help it. <laughs> Cedric Alexander's uh, uh, trunks, his pants, were mm-hmm. blue and purple, the color of the Hornets. I didn't really pick up on it oh. until... Uh, until they said something, I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." <laughs> so I was like, "I don't understand how I missed that," but it—I guess I just wasn't really looking. Um, but this match was only like five minutes long. Uh, but what I really liked was AJ Styles coming out the gate and getting hit with that Michinuka driver right off the bat. And I was yeah, like, that I was like, "Oh, I, this is." This I thought I they were right. I was like, "Are they are they gonna really end the match that quickly? Are you fucking kidding me?" So that was nice. I um. Uh, this is a this is a match that like when I said there were certain matches that I thought were too quick. This is one of them. I think the two of them are wrestlers that you could put in a longer match and it would be good because they both can carry. I don't understand why they put them on the pre-show as well as the timing, um, but I think they both made the best of what they had. You can only have one wrestler from Charlotte, North Carolina, on the show. You can't have two. Okay, one's got to be pre-show. One's got to be the main show, and clearly, the queen is not going to be that person. <laughs> oh bullshit! <laughs> bullshit! That means people don't know how to fucking like hype. See that? Okay, I get where the, your joke is, but it also like that kind of brings that kind of gets it to why I don't understand why you wouldn't have AJ on the regular show and pump that up for your ticket sales like charlotte's oh you know like i would i don't know there's some times where i think that there's some times where wwe doesn't think about that where uh, sometimes dude there's people that show up i've seen people when i live in i used to live in east point michigan it's a little suburb off the detroit the 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 east side of detroit area not that close by eight mile that uh, there was a astronaut from there I don't know anybody that's into NASA or space, but then when he came to town, so many people were like, Oh my God, a fucking astronauts from East point. We have to go. So I think that if they were to pump that sometimes of like, sure. Like on a pay-per-view, if you have somebody from that hometown pump that you're having the hometown here or there, or even the hometown douchebag, either way, pump that you're having the hometown person and you're going to up ticket sales. Cause unfortunately we're sheep. And if you do it right, we'll follow. (laughs) I mean, that's a true statement. I can't even fight it's that. It's facts. Um, it's fucking facts. But I don't want. I want to know who Cedric pissed off behind the scenes, man. Where they just like beat the shit out of him and pretty much was like burying Cedric Alexander yeah. behind the oh, scenes. Oh, you like, heard that? I don't. Yeah. Side note: I don't know if you heard that in the the news. That's Vince McMahon's decision now. He wants to bury Cedric. That yeah, has come across the way. Um, because Vince McMahon's old and needs to fucking sit down i don't know really this is also the man that doesn't like sneezing or you sneezing around him because he can't control it so if if you want me to get inside that motherfucker's brain i need to start getting paid millions 
No, I'm, I'm just saying if I like exactly see exactly because I would I would expect you to have the same high high stakes demand if I would if I were to look at you and go Cliff I need you to go inside Vince McMahon's brain I would expect you'd be like fuck you pay me Goodfella style <laughs> so uh, first match on the show right as predicted as we thought yep. it was going to be Seth Rollins yeah and Braun Stro- uh, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. And this was about a ten minute match. I liked it. I thought it was. I w- thought it went it well was, yeah. for opener. Um, I'm still weirded out by the tag team of uh, Rude and, and Ziggler, but other than that, no, I agree. It was pretty decent for a ten minute match. Yep. And then what we ended up happening was there was uh, Braun ran into Ziggler and kind of caused a distress. I don't know. Ziggler pulled the rope down. Something like that happened. Braun fell out. Uh, glorious DDT, Seth and Braun were no longer tag champions. In fact, glorious! And, uh, you know, Dolph won the tag belts. So, it is what it is. Um, I, I'm curious to see how they keep pushing this team along, especially with some of the returns that have, have, have happened, and we'll get into those as, you know, the show progresses. But, um, yeah, I'm interested to see what, what happens next. Um, uh, next right. match was kind of the weird match of the night for me. It was weird. I'm going to be honest. I was like, oh, this is going to be like a 10 minute match. So like I saw the entrances. I told, I told my daughter, I was like, Hey, sit down. You can watch the match. Went to the restroom, came back to match was over. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I love it. Like, if this makes sense, that shit, like, um, I feel that way when, when we watch like the MMA fights with UFC, like I fucking hate looking at my phone at all during that time because I feel like anytime, and I'll have that with certain WWE matches since they like to do three minute matches. Sometimes you think you think you're safe. You're like, Oh, I'm going to go take a piss. Or you're like, Oh, snack time. I'm gonna go grab this real quick. Come back and enjoy this match. And by the time you go to sit down with your bowl of whatever bonitos for me or whatever. And you look and you're like, I missed the entire thing. Are you serious? What the, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, Oh, you're just, Oh, that's just a crime against nature. Yep. So in case you didn't know, Bailey defeated Charlotte because of an exposed turnbuckle. And, I guess Charlotte's a face now. She's not even a heel or tweener. She's just a face. Anyway, Bailey. I, yeah, she's just, just yeah straight face. Uh, it's cool. But then again, you know Charlotte now over two for hometown heroes. I, I didn't like the way Bailey win because it felt quick and cheap. But yeah. I understand. I understand for heel Bailey. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's it. Why makes I liked sense it. for heel Bailey. Yeah, that's why I, I didn't I if this makes sense, Bailey to me can't develop a natural heel in the way that someone like Charlotte or Sasha because it's fixed just Sasha might be just a, I mean Mercedes herself might just be a bitch because the way she channels that bitch thing is just it's too natural. But Bailey has always come off whether or not she can be roughneck on the outside. Bailey's always kind of come off as just like a nice person. So I can understand why cheap heat like that has to work for her because she can't elicit it as organically as some of the other female heels. Yeah, and it's funny too because I hear I I after it being pointed out to me, I've kind of seen it now. But like even remember how she used to always just come out and like the inflatable tube man used to just go up with her like she do it all the time, just like at a certain part of the song, 
And now she like makes the crowd cheer for her before she mm-hmm. ever puts them up. So I'm like, I like these little things that you're doing, WWE. I I didn't know how I felt about this, but now I'm seeing these little bits, and I'm like, I can dig it. <laughs> um, yeah. So now we're gonna go on to the WWE SmackDown uh, Tag Team Championship, and we had a New Day versus the Revival. Which, by the way, uh, we're gonna point this out again. Well, we won't point it out again. So the New Day came out in some interesting color schemes right mm-hmm. and if you weren't a fan if if you didn't if you weren't if you're if you weren't a niche niche fan you wouldn't get it right but apparently there was a certain carpet that was being used at dragon con and it got replaced and a lot of fans that go to dragon con were were upset because this is an iconic carpet so the new day got that carpet pattern made into their uniforms, which I thought was a really cool nod. I definitely wanted to pay respect right. because Xavier always does these cool little things. And then uh, if you look at the color schemes, they're blue, red, and yellow. And obviously for Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. So if you go back and look, now you'll start noticing. You'll be like, oh, yeah, that is the carpet from Dragon Con. That's cool because as we know – Xavier Woods was just recently at Dragon Con a f- couple weeks ago, dressed up as the Iconics, and uh, yeah, but it didn't help them in this match because the guys who decided to dress up like Randy Orton won. Um, shout out to the Revival. I did like this match. I did like the the idea that Xavier was still selling the knee, and mm-hmm. instead of just hitting a chatter machine, they did a finish. They did a submission move. And forced him to tap. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I thought that awesome. was interesting. I hope they do a better job promoting the revival. I think they're doing okay now, but I don't know. I love them so much in NXT. I used to, I used to be like, yeah, yeah, the moment they would come out, and then the the way they kind of like fucked their heat up when they came in. I'm hoping this just is. The difference in them winning with the submission, I hope, is like a, a sign of them switching it up a little bit to try to change it up a little bit for people to like them and put them in a position to lead more. Because Revival's a good damn team. They're old school guys, and I don't mind old school wrestlers like that. I don't mind the old school bros. I just, they didn't have a good PR when like they came in. I was going to say, I like the it story, was, the fact that uh, the New Day haven't beaten the Revival. Yeah. It's I a good like story. story. Well, that's what I mean about because when they first came in, it was meh. But now that they have this thing with the new day and the whole the story, and well, when they came in first, the they switch. were on fire, and then they had injuries. And then, yeah, like, but that's what I mean. Like they had injuries for no reason. That's what I mean. They had injuries damn near right out the gate. They right. were on fire when they came in, but that's most NXT tag teams or singles. Whatever, whoever they may be, or faction, they always come in with fucking massive heat. The problem is, is if they don't let the heat, or if they don't do the heat right, or they get injured, it fucking dies immediately. And unfortunately, Revival was a part of the group that both, both, because didn't both of them get hurt? Didn't one get hurt, and then the other one got hurt? Yeah, one broke his jaw and yeah. had to get a wire then shut. The- didn't the other one like? Some tear a pectoral yeah. muscle or something like that. Something like that, because I know it was like all, damn near like one after the other. I believe yeah. it was. But regardless, they got the unfortunate fuckery of injuries. 
And so what happens when you get the injury fuckery, he goes away. So this is, this is, I hope this is a sign of them utilizing the revival the right way. I feel because like they've come a long way since all those injuries. The, well, that's what, yeah, well, that's my point is like, I hope this is a sign of them really going, okay. Yes, we've, we put, you know, we've put belts on them or whatever, but, you know, we've done it before and it didn't seem to mean as much now that they're really starting to develop this whole revival versus New Day and, and sharpening the story more. I hope that it sharpens the revival in the WWE more than it did before. I hope it yeah. sharpens their role on the show. Yeah, it's not only they haven't. It's not that they haven't been good and they haven't been coming up. I just hope that this is kind of a sign that they're they're going okay. No, you guys are good. You guys have been putting in work. Let's let's talk. You know, because they're a good team. I think they're. I think they're. I like old school wrestlers like that. And I just. I. I was really bummed when their heat got, their heat got squashed. Right. No. Um. Yeah, I agree with you. Um. I. I definitely think that, you know, this feud really helped them. And then, like, I don't understand what that whole kissing Randy Orton's ass thing is. I just, I want them to stop that. Just be the revival, be you guys. Because here soon, and I say here soon, um, and they weren't mentioned at all this week. I just want to bring it up. The Usos are going to come back. And they will probably be going to be on SmackDown. And it will be crazy to see the New Day, the Usos, the Revival... Uh, heavy machinery all yeah. on SmackDown. And it, yeah. it'll be a great tag division. Uh, yeah, right. I'm just, I, I, I'm going to say this. Because, uh, you know, people are going to be like, AEW's tag team is better than WWE's. Listen, I'm just saying this. I think we're all fucking winning because the WWE feels threatened in their tag division and they're trying to fucking sharpen it to beat AEW. I think we're all winning, folks. I think we're all winning. I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I both sides, both sides of the coin. I, that's, and we could put well, like that's what I'm saying. Like Jericho brought it up best. This shit with him saying "fuck you, Vince" and going to AEW is getting everybody else paid. Thank you, Jericho. You're like Jesus for wrestling. I'm not giving you a thank you, Jericho. I'll yes. give him a thank you, but that's I'll give him a thank you, but that's again, like I've said, I've been a Jericho-holic since 1997. I can tag it damn near close to the month, you know. There's been a blur of drugs and alcohol when I was younger. It was stupid. So I'm not going to claim I know exactly what, but 1997, man, I, I love Jericho. So if, 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 if AEW's tag team tournament and tag team sharpens whatever the fuck is going on with the tag division in WWE, thank you. Thank you for feeling like a threatened little bitch, Vince. <laughs> I feel that. All right. So we're going to move up. Enough with this. Yep. We'll, we'll talk more about this in a little bit. So... Um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. So, big ups. Um, Harley Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross defeat Fire and Desire. I like the little thing that um, Nikki Cross did, making fun of Mandy Rose. That shit was that shit. Was oh funny. my god, Nikki Cross is the best right now. I love when she took. A, I don't know, was it was it at SmackDown or was it on the pay per view when she took her shirt off and slapped Alexa's butt with it. That yeah, I think that it was, was from uh, a yeah, that was show. Yeah, fucking that. Just the shit that Nikki does like that is why I'm like, okay, thank you. You're finally. I, I was getting worried there. I'll get worried with the. 
I was getting worried with how the initial storyline of Nikki being obsessed with Alexa was going. Whoever intervened, whether it was the wrestlers themselves saying like, uh, or a writer that helped smooth this out. God bless you. Yeah. Cause that start off made me a little worried for Nikki. So this shit's hilarious match. I just kind of want to put that. It was good. Well, yeah, it's good. I'm it glad was, they did. It was, good, it was a good match. And I mean, Alexa really hasn't been doing much. So it's been a lot of Nikki showcase. Yep. Let's be real. It's been a Nikki showcase with this tag team. Well, I'm glad and they're, I'm like, protecting, they're protecting Alexa. And I, and I appreciate that. Um, and I love that this little weird fucking friendship that they're having. I'm fine with it. Because that's a real thing. The amount of times I've seen like a happy little like go lucky person and then like her gothy best friend walks up or a psycho and her and the Christian, you know, the happy Christian smiley girl. It's a real thing. Opposites do attract. So I'm totally yep. cool with this, like opposite weird friendship. So our next 10 minute match was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Miz. Um, it was, it was there. It was, a, it was a match. You guys can check it out. Uh, Shinsuke won. It didn't really matter. So uh, Shinsuke won because of Sammy. Yeah. It, cool. Real. Um, Sammy shit. In my match of the night, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch tore the fucking house down. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how it ended. I don't I don't care. This match was fucking fire all over the place. Um in the ring, out the ring, in the crowd after the disqualification that quote unquote happened. Back in the ring. I loved it. I can't wait to see what happens in the future of this this feud that's going on and and you can see like they're friends and you know they're friends behind the scenes and they're just like let's have fun let's just lay it out on the line and just have a ball with it and they're like all right cool and they went out and they did it and i i fucking loved it right yeah it was a good match i think i think i uh i need i need me personally i need to evaluate how i feel about sasha because I got so pissed off at the way she behaved herself on Twitter prior to her coming back that I know personally for me, I can't speak for anybody else, obviously. I know I got skewed and like, oh, there's whiny bitch Sasha. So I know it kind of unfortunately skewed my view of this match a little bit. Like I'm not stu- I'm not like weak enough of a person to not admit like, yeah, this is totally a me thing. So I'm hoping I get over it. Um, so I like the match, but for some reason, like when I would see Sasha I'm like, like, yeah, I, like I feel you. Side so bar. I'm I'm hoping I get over that part because I don't want that to reflect um how I feel about wrestling and her as a wrestler. Right. Well, sidebar. Um, if you haven't seen the Chronicles of Sasha Banks yet, please go on the WWE Network. Check it out. It it put a whole new light on her, and I was like, damn, this is some real ass shit. I feel where you're coming from. So. Check it out. It's, it's man, really man. That's how <laughs> I've. That's legit. No, legit. How I felt about it. I just. I feel. If this makes sense, it. I. I. I know I have to. Like I said again, I know this is a me thing. I can't speak for anybody else. I know I have to get over it. I just don't understand how she. I don't know. It was just the way she presented herself to her fans really pissed me off. It just, nope. it not even pissed me you. off. It's not even the right term. It, it let me down. It let me down. It made me feel like flat out. She, 
I know what it is. She made me feel like this was Ronda goddamn Rousey all over again. But instead of in the UFC, I had to fucking deal with it in WWE. Hey, take my ball and go home if I don't get it my way because I didn't want to deal with my own issues. That's what it felt like to me. I'm sorry. You, yeah. you, you were the face of everything. So I know, like I said, I know this is a me thing. I got to get over it. Not, not too weak of a person to say it. But again, yeah. uh, no, it was right. a good match. It was a good match. I just have to get over this Sasha thing. She's yeah. it. It frustrates me that she doesn't want to recognize. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's, Ronda it's Rousey too. Totally fine. Yeah, totally get where you're coming from. So yeah, that's all it is. In the in the <clears throat> next twenty minute most boringest match of the night. Oh uh, my god! Yes. Sorry, sorry, Kofi. Snooze fast nine thousand. Yep. But you gotta go, Kofi. Co- this re- this um, matchup is it's just gotta be done, right? Like I love Kofi. I like Ran- Randy when he wrestles other people, but yeah, these two together, it's just not working out. So, unfortunately, this was a twenty-minute elongated fest that probably should have never happened. It is what it is. So, Kofi won. Um, cool, but I'm I was over it. I was over at 10 minutes I was, after the match. Uh, I was over at the moment the bell rang. So that tells you where I was at. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric Rowan versus Roman oh. Reigns was the next matchup. Were you going to say something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this will actually go to the, the last subject. I was I my news feed thing popped up to something that was a tweet a tweet and it actually goes to the very last subject of this show. Okay. AEW. So it was something that was like, woo! So <laughs> so uh, it, it caught me off guard as you could tell by the I did. <laughs> so this match was really good. I liked how this kind of went like all over the place. It seemed very chaotic. Yeah. Um yeah. love the callbacks because like the camera yeah. the camera thing with Roman Reigns. Um, and it, what made it crazy was the end, right? Which this is what really puzzles me, right? So Roman Reigns is running down the ramp. He's getting ready to spear Eric, right? Where, where Mm -hmm. Eric is, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but at some time, I think if I, I would see another person pop out of nowhere, right? Like, I'm not saying, like, if it came from the side, if a boot came from the side, a boot comes from the mm-hmm. side, right? But you ran into the boot, meaning you saw a person in a beard, and you just assumed it was Eric, and it wasn't. Surprise, surprise. Spoiler for those who haven't seen it. Luke Harper made his return back to WWE, and it was fucking phenomenal. Oh, <laughs> okay, I, I'm so happy, but my brain hurts. Vince McMahon's bipolar relationship with Luke Harper makes my head spin. <laughs> I'm happy he's on my TV because I've been missing me some Harper because he's such a good wrestler. Right? My Vince, bruh, please go see a counselor. Your, your whacked relationships with your wrestler is very concerning. Yeah. So Luke Harper came back. They beat down Roman Reigns. Eric Rowan got the win. Big ups. But it was just very crazy to me that, like, Roman just ran into a boot in front of his face instead of, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, right. he's, he's running at another tall seven-footer, like, <laughs> I got him. Well, right. you're not, you're not Eric. 
anyway right i uh <laughs> i also like the fact that um i like the fact that luke harper is matching rowan yes but not in a stupid goddamn dumb fucking dumb 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 and i'm gonna keep saying dumb 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 whack-ass cosplay that it's was the bludgeon like brothers the i hated the bludgeon. duck dynasty stop i just i didn't mind the wyatt thing because they had the whole Wyatt, so if you ca- even if they kept him in their little like overall jumpsuit, whatever, I st- I wouldn't care about that. The moment they put him in the Bludgeon Brothers, I was like, Riot! The- I'm like, <laughs> why are they walking out with Ramona Flowers hammers from fucking Scott Pilgrim and a red ass cane looking outfit? I have questions. I have lots of questions, and I need answers. And no one gave me answers. So thank you for the repackaging. I don't mind them being like people that would probably be at like, one of my parties like i don't mind dynasty. that <laughs> when the, if you look at the way they are now it's like they're wearing like metal shirts and they're sporting their tattoos and walking i'm like oh wow you legitimately look like people who have either been to a party i've been at been to my house or have drank beers with me at the bar yeah. like i, I don't mind that shirts, by the way i i, I put that out there I, I enjoy that because uh, there's a lot of bands that, well, because I love when Rowan started doing it because, like, I would start, I'm like, oh, I love that band. Because I'm like, oh, there's some fucking, there's some fucking death fucking metal on there that you got to fucking be into some heavy shit to be into it. Fuck yeah. So I like that they're doing that because the, there's an element, like, yeah, I don't mind my wrestling ridiculous because I, I, I have dead men in there. But I also like when I have somebody that is a relatable real character like you had with Stone Cold. Yeah. I agree. You know, I'm not ex- I'm not expecting these guys to be a Stone Cold. Do you not think that I am saying that because there's only going to be one Stone Cold Steve Austin and, you know, the, the Becky Stone Cold, whatever. Other than that, there's not going to be a repeat. Um, but I like the idea of bringing it back to them just kind of be like, "No, we've always been puppets. We, now we're going to be yourself." yada da 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 and the metal shirt be you know looking like they drink they legit look like half the fucking people that have been at a craft beer party that i've been at okay like straight up if you see like some of the detroit uh the detroit metro detroit fucking craft beer scenes it literally looks like luke luke and luke and rowan legit or our mead makers so congrats everybody if you're not from the metro detroit area if you ever want to see what people look like when they make mead or beer here just look at Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. That's like half the fucking stock here. Congrats! Speaking of bearded tattoo to metal shirts, I'm not even the guys yeah. who stand over seven foot tall. Uh, the final match of the night was Braun Strowman yes. versus Seth Rollins. Um, I yo, you know what? Like, I'm glad this match was only it only went like ten minutes long. Um, Seth won, and it's I don't think it's something that should have happened. What I found crazy was a three hundred seven foot giant jumping off the top rope. What? Yeah, that was crazy as shit. That's and why he did a good splash too, by the way. For that's why. Yeah, what it was. He did. Yeah, always this bullshit that I just. Apparently, fuck, I, don't know I think if you we, know this I, or not. I think we fucking called Seth winning because we said I don't see you know as long as Becky has the title, Seth's yeah. gonna have the title. I don't know if you know this or not, but did you know that Paul White when he first got into wrestling? Could do a moonsault off the top rope. Oh, dude, Paul White was amazing when he first got into wrestling. Like I've been watching, dude. Like I would have loved to see fun. Somebody. Fun fact, little known fact. 
get hit with that. That's that. That's one of my one of my secret favorite wrestlers from from when I was younger. I loved watching his. Getting, <laughs> it's just it's a big motherfucker doing some shit that I can't even do. I know. And that's why I'm I like Braun. That's what I fucking loved about Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh yeah. Humorous. I mean, when you would you would see this, yeah, humor. When you would see these people jump in the ring and they they they're big dudes and then doing a like a fucking, you're like this to this this some bitch do some Jeff Hardy shit, right? Oh, okay, get it, big boy. You know, shit, Vader. So no, I I agree with the Braun Strowman off the top road. It's it's a good uh, it's some think- good times, good times, my fails. But um, yeah. So Seth won after four. Qu- Four curb stomps and a pedigree, which I love the fact that, okay, I love the fact that on Monday Night Raw, he acknowledged, he's like, I had a dig in my bag of trips to, yeah, I was like, I see what you did there. (laughs) Right. I mean, I rolled my eyes. I rolled my eyes Undertaker style at that, but I got it. <laughs> that's that's not even the most important part of this match, right? That Seth won. It's the fact that Seth won. As he's walking up, he's celebrating. Everything shuts down. And what happens? You guessed it. The fucking fiend shows up. (laughs) And not only does he hit Sister Abigail on Seth, but the lights go black. They come back and he's locked in the mandible claw on Seth. And then we fade out. And that's how we left Clash of Champions. So I was, uh, I thought it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I was super excited for this whole thing. That's how the show left me. It made me like, I was like, you know what? Fuck some of these matches. That was the best thing that happened. <laughs> I don't know how you felt about it. Um, yeah, 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 no, I agree. Sorry, I'm not even going to lie. I looked over at my fucking computer screen. And I saw the title of a news article and I'm going to share this right now. And then we'll go back into this. This nine-year-old girl filled an empty lip balm tube with cheese to eat in class. That's a fucking hero of America. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You can understand why I got distracted when I saw that title. Massive. I'm like, this is why I don't open my news thing. I just keep my wrestling pages open. Um, I liked I liked having the fiend in there. I also yes. liked how it ties into the next subject we're going to get into, which is Monday Night Raw. I loved how you ended with the fiend and Seth Rollins. And we started with The Fiend and Seth Rollins. Well, not The Fiend, but... So. <laughs> Him overhanging on. the show and Bray Wyatt. So I was going to say, we left Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome to Knoxville, Tennessee. Home of Monday Night Raw. And we and open up with our universal well, champion, Seth we Rollins. Can't forget, yeah, we can't forget about who's into who... Oh no, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. It actually shows up later, so I don't want to. Su- I don't want to ruin the surprise too early. <laughs> so, yeah, I, for- um, I just naturally hear that, and I'm like, oh, blah blah blah. From there, Durr. I so just, run. I just, I get very white people at those moments. Can't. So help we'll it. talk a little bit about this moment, but then we're gonna run through most of the card, right? So, yeah, uh, Seth Rollins came out, talked about what happened at Clash of Champions, only to be interrupted by Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse. And shout out to Ramblin' Rabbit, tried to warn Seth not to get involved in this match, only to be chased off by Bray Wyatt, which I love. I love Ramblin' Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> they shit on yeah, him no, so much. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. It's hilarious. I I like the uh, 
like I said, I liked how they ended the pay-per-view and started Monday Night Raw with the same story. They need to do that and make it cohesive like it was. It was good. Yeah. Uh, then we got in uh, the tag team champions because they, you know, uh, Dolph and Rude and the Revival came out. Well, they're having, yeah, they're having. They were. Yeah, they were having their tag. Yeah, they were having their tag team summit as it was officially uh, named. Only to get ran through by Braun Strowman. I fucking thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Like, hey, we're the tag teams that you don't understand why are here. Braun. Thanks, Braun. (laughs) Again, we go back to Braun Strowman destroying the entire tag division by himself. Again, Mm -hmm. so we just shit on the teams all over again. That's what really irked me. Um, Yep. The next match that we had, the OC... The OC defeating uh, Cedric Alexander and the Viking Raiders, which Cedric Alexander ate the pin again. I was like, um, so two things. One, I have to let you know that it is in my notes that it, it is still officially the Valhalla dudes. So you know that I actually <laughs> physically wrote Valhalla dudes in my notes. I am proud of myself. Um, but also, I like the the styles clash out the second row. That was yeah. cool. That was the other point. So the other thing I want to acknowledge is I want to know who decided not to catch. Uh, which one was it? Well, Hanson. I know. I know that's not his. Ivar. I think it's his new name. Who didn't catch him when he jumped off the top rope? I. I don't know. I don't want to have to give them stupid fake Viking names too. I already did it with the tag team. If I still start going in the names, then I'm gonna give them fake storylines and. And we're getting too deep. So in the best match of the night, I will say that, uh, Baron Corbin versus Cat, uh, Chad Gable. Bruh, this match was oh, wait. phenomenal. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you do not. I am going to step on that. You do not ju- You do not skip over them bringing in Glenn Jacobs. You, you do not wait. skip that. Nope, no, it no, says it right here. No, I'm looking no. at it. I'm literally looking at my notes because him and Carmella and our truth tore the university, and then later on is the bullshit is what happened. The first oh, okay, time you so. see Glenn Jacobs is before the <laughs> King of the Ring. I was excited about saying Glenn Jacobs. Don't you provide me my? Don't you take away my Glenn Jacobs time? I just really <laughs> like saying the words Glenn Jacobs now. So Glenn the mayor Jacobs. of Knox County, yes, Mayor <laughs> there Glenn you go. Jacobs showed up. Now, I did like. Now let's go into King of the Ring. <laughs> hold Sorry. on, hold on, because we have to acknowledge this, right? Who did didn't R Truth was like, hey, you look familiar. <laughs> like he really was trying to play it off that <laughs> yeah. he had no idea. I love R Truth's like comedic timing. He's really good at it. Oh, R Truth, like, listen, this um bitch has been working for WWE for way too long, or just the right amount of time, depending on how long you've been a fan. I'm in this time frame of just the right amount of time. They don't need to put him on anything. I don't give a shit about having him as a regular, real, legitimate title holder. I just need him to make me laugh all the time. That's so, our truth job now. Street Profits come on the air. Um, they're throwing a baby shower, uh, a gender reveal party. I'm sorry. For Wait, no. You for, don't forget don't, don't forget the King of the Ring. You almost skipped King of the Ring because I wouldn't let you fucking oh my God. step yes. over. Anyway, I got, I got you, Corbin, I got Chad you, Gable had the best match of the yeah. night. Lots of it great was stuff so good. going on. Yes. Um, Baron Corbin did win the match. 
uh, with this crazy, I don't know if they're trying to do like a, were they trying to throw like a spinning DDT and he just reversed um, it into a end of days? Like, yeah, I believe that's exactly what it was. Actually, let me pull up. I have a, I have a list that I got up online that had exactly so what they called it. Um, let me find. Also, he did try to. Uh, so, Chad Gable did lock in ankle lock, and then he pulled yeah. back uh, Baron. I loved Baron's like facial reactions right when Chad laid down and or sat down yeah. on the ankle and started pulling. I was like, "Yes, let's go!" <laughs> right? Yeah, I believe that's exactly what that was called. The fucking website. And shoutouts to, shoutouts to. Chad Gable actually taking lessons from Ken Shamrock on how to lock in that ankle lock. Yeah. I agree so much on that one. It was really good. Yeah, he... Okay, so this is what they said. It was countering a tornado DDT into the end of days. So that's the official move set that happened that you're thinking of. I knew they had the the actual move set. Yeah, so that's the official move set that happened. So, so after that, I was fine with it. Obviously, your king of the ring winner, Baron Corbin, King King Corbin, King Corbin. We've been wanting that. Well, I've been wanting that. <laughs> and now, um, Street Profits <sighs> throwing gender reveal party. Um, Maria Canellis told Mike Canellis that Ricochet was the dad. They went for a fight. Ricochet beat I legit- Mike Canellis. Only actually, and then Maria Canales was like, obviously he's not the father of the baby. This man is, and we got the best looking Rusev in a long time. Uh, and Rusev came back to WWE and beat up Mike Canales. Um, yeah, those are there. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna give my version of this because yours was way too enthusiastic excited about this hey everybody they had a stupid fucking gender reveal that you didn't care about and they made a match out of it that they buried mike canellis again they decided to bring rusa back and probably the worst damn angle i've ever seen yay sorry that's my interpretation of this entire segment that we saw i didn't mind the wrestling but are you serious are you fucking serious that you brought rest you brought rusev back on a bullshit I would, first off, I won't mean though. I don't even give a shit. This makes me like, if someone wants to say I'm anti women, I'm sick and fucking tired of seeing Maria's pregnant ass on my TV. I'm sick and tired of it. <laughs> She's not even doing anything entertaining, anyways. She's just being like Vicky Guerrero annoying. It's just her yelling in a fucking mic. Am I wrong? No. It's just her essentially verbally abusing her husband week in and week out. Yep. Oh, yay, WWE. We're all about progressing women forward but we're going to show abroad on television essentially admitting that she cheated on her husband and that she did eventually essentially verbally abuses him and damn there seems like she physically abuses him the insinuation so yes we're going to advance our women by showing an evil whore on there like what the fuck like i don't mind maria she's probably like a great person out of there but girl you should be stepping up and bitching at them for doing this to your damn your damn character because that's bullshit I think this, I I am absolutely disappointed in this storyline. This is what made me go everything that I saw on Sunday. I'm done with it. I I, I was done with my happiness on Sunday. This, this point of view, this right here. Why the fuck are we bringing some bull whack ass fucking 1998 bullshit into this? You can tell I have some feels. Yep. 
can definitely tell. So, in our next segment, uh, Mayor Glenn Jacobs is taking our truth around. Uh, Yay! In uh, Volunteer Stadium, which I think is what it's called, Volunteer Stadium. Uh, sorry for our fans in Tennessee. I know. I'm sorry. Um, but... <laughs> Hey, shout out to them though. They have I don't know if you know this or not, but it, I think it's the second largest stadium. It might be even the largest stadium that like holding fans wide capacity. I think it's like a hundred and ten thousand fans can fit in that stadium. Why WWE doesn't want to put like WrestleMania there? I don't know. Hundred and ten thousand people um, imagine that. Because yeah. it Because it's a... Wouldn't it? I mean, you have to think about it this way: the way WWE is, it's not. It's a college. If it was a college stadium, they're not going to really do it. It's got to be like a. They have to be able to, to be like, oh, one night we have NFL football, one night we have WWE. It they it they almost piggyback other off of other. They piggyback off of other promotions, and it wouldn't be as easy as easy for them to piggyback off college football. But WrestleMania is like after the Super Bowl, like. There's oh it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't matter that there could be wrestling there I mean uh, football there it's just that the team is there so they're able to piggyback off of the NFL stuff yeah I guess and I mean it's, I just it's, think- I'm not saying it's a smart move I'm not saying it's smart and I'm not I like let me put that out right now I'm not saying that it's an intelligent move I'm just saying I believe that's the move that seem that's the move that seems to be coming out of it yeah I would think though that if as as a as a fan, like, as a fan, just period, right? I would think that if the WWE wanted to, they probably could pack hundred and I would say hundred eight, hundred nine thousand. They fans have into the that stadium. It's the fifth largest stadium. I knew they didn't be. Michigan has the largest stadium. I know that. Ann Arbor has the. It's the big house. They yeah. call it that. It's the fifth largest. It goes. I really needed to know this because I was like, I know Michigan's got number one. We've had that. It goes Michigan, Beaver Stadium. That's where uh, Penn State's at. And then it goes um, Ohio Stadium. I don't need to tell you where the hell plays there. Um, And then Texas A&M. And then it goes um, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, but I would just think Tennessee is like, yeah, I would definitely. I think it'd be good. I, 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 I. I've said I think they should do a WrestleMania. I mean, if they don't want to do it at Ford Field, they could do it at the big house. We yeah. have stadiums here that are big. So but. anyway, uh, R-Truth is about to panic out yes. because they're bringing in a cop who actually is a referee. He runs into the field goal post, knocks himself out, gets pinned for three, and loses the yeah. title. So Mayor Glenn Jacobs wins the 24-7 title. Um, the next match we ended up getting was the Cesaro versus Rey Mysterio, which... Rey Mysterio won. Uh, then we got to the SmackDown, um, well, the tag team of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross getting beat by Bailey and Sasha Banks. And I kind of thought this was an inter- interesting twist because you missed Alexa two Bliss- things. No. You missed two, th- three things. So one, Truth reclaimed that title right after. What else did I miss? Uh, also, AOP vignette. I know I want to get into that, that but I'm like reading this as the WWE has it, so I haven't like. Oh, I'm if I I'm it, I, if this makes like, sense. Hey, we'll fit that, this in. Yeah. Okay. Because how? So after the Rusev Canellis, that's when the Mayor Kane Kane thing happened. Then we had the Wyatt um hanging in the pictures in the Firefly Funhouse. Right. You're right. That's when he was. That. He was. Yeah. That's why I was like, hold on. I believe they because. 
Yeah, because we had the Hall of Friendship where he had the red X's, and that's when they had him uh, hang up Seth Rollins. (laughs) Um, Then there was the Rey Mysterio Cesaro match. Right. Then then the AOP vignette. And then the Sasha Bailey. So that's how that went. So fun fact, guys, for for the guys who don't know, uh, AOP is back on Raw. Yeah. I, (laughs) I feel weird about this. I, in my notes, I'm like, I don't, I, I feel this, re- I like the repackaging. I just am concerned about being too late. Mm. Maybe. If that makes sense. I hope they, I, I mean, hopefully they can build a story with them. Cause I actually kind of like, Ooh, I like the idea that they've dropped the turtles masks, you know, call of duty outfits. And they're like, yeah. We're badasses. We're in suits. We're not even going to speak English because we don't fucking feel like it. And we're just going to tell you I'm going to kick everybody's ass. I don't mind that. I just hope they can do more with it. So, right. um, Bailey and Sasha then one uh, Bliss hurt her knee, so they like rushed her off, but she didn't really hurt her knee. I don't know. Anyway, so Nikki Cross <laughs> did a great job, like fighting them off, doing her best. Obviously, yeah. the number of games caught up, and she ended up losing the match. I- I do like um, the afters of that match. Yeah. With the Lynch and Flair. Right. So that's another part we have to add in there. That's how so much stuff was jam-packed into Raws that we're missing, like, key returns. And, like, if this makes moves. sense, this is why, because in our group chat we talked about this, but, I mean, I've been open on the podcast about my head injury, and I've been, I, I redone uh, a journaling thing. I have bullet points for all this shit. <laughs> I'm not missing a fucking thing, damn it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so they had a chair fight where Sasha yeah. and Becky were having chair shots. Uh, mm-hmm. Bailey tried to stop uh, Charlotte from running down the ramp in her heels so that way she didn't slip, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But also, it was like, I was scared for Charlotte. <laughs> I'm not going to lie because I was like, I hope you don't fall. <laughs> like, Bitches, oh, listen, as someone that almost broke my fucking ankle in a parking lot at a goth bar one time because of high heels, yes, I would have been terrified for her. I have almost, I, pff, uh-uh. Heels and running can, she's lucky she's sober. That, right. See, the thing that she, what she lacked in, what, what she had in sobriety, she lacked in, like, level playing fields. She had that fucking angled ass ramp that she had to contend with. So, so I'm happy she didn't break no damn ankles. Lacey Evans did the most brutal oh don't forget we also got don't forget also that's when they announced the whole uh match that's gonna happen sasha versus becky in a hell in a cell not at hell in a cell in hell in the cell if you thought that clash of champions match was gonna be it was good Ooh man we're getting them too broad I mean, I, th- I thought the, the first Hell in a Cell match was pretty decent. Like, now we're getting, like, fired up Becky Lynch, and I have a chip on my shoulder, bitch face fucking Shasha. Uh, yes. I need them to punch each other in the face over and over again. Uh, yeah. Then again, Lacey defeated Dana Brooke with the most devastating dropkick, slingshot dropkick oh I've ever God, seen. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, it was Dana's good. I don't normally like so her. so hard. I was like, yeah. oh, God. Um, it, it was one of those where you go, ha ha, and you kind of like shimmy where your parts, like you feel like you got hurt, and you're like, ow, oh, it didn't hurt me, but I feel it. It was one of those. It was. So 
just curious though, anything between Lacey Evans and the main event? Negative. No, you're actually good, home Taro. You go. <laughs> so Rollins. we'll we'll wrap this up, right? So Seth Rollins uh, beat Robert Roode via disqualification. Um, mm. The OC came out. Obviously, Ziggler was out. Mm. Then a returning Kane, a one night returning Kane, came out to clear house, which was kind of mm. cool. Like he was trying to save Seth. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's what they were going for. Um, oh, yeah. As Kane goes to do his, I'm gonna set off all the flames in the in the posts. Uh, everything shut down, and the fiend appeared. And there's a picture that I've actually changed in our group chat, which is the fiend standing behind Kane because yeah. as Kane went to go strike the fiend, the fiend put it in the mandible claw and put down Kane. And then crawled back to the ropes and just started laughing at Seth Rollins, which was I love how scared his ass was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was good. He he sold that so well. But it was so cool because, like, I felt like Kane was like, I know he's behind me. I'm going to get him. And as he turned around, (laughs) nah. (laughs) Not going down. Right. Uh, it was like one of those times you see horror movies when the guy's right behind it and you can tell the girl's like I'm gonna get stabbed aren't I if I turn the fuck around gonna do it anyway that's what that felt like yeah uh, I'm fine with it though I like the I, I, we, it was about time I mean we all fucking knew Kane Fiend at some point same with Fiend Undertaker at some point You're, you can't have the dark beings of the WWE come anywhere near the WWE right now and Bray Wyatt not touch them. It right. doesn't make sense. Also, I forgot to mention that in that Lacey Evans match, she made Dana Brooke tap out with a sharpshooter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 is, that is facts. That's, facts. A, that's a key point. All right, so we're going to jump over to SmackDown. So SmackDown debuted, and right oh off the cuff, God. we got... Um, <laughs> Sorry, I looked at my notes oh you could tell i was feisty <laughs> <laughs> so we started off um smackdown with the new day versus team uh, they call themselves they're not really calling themselves this uh randy orton and the revival was it team rft ftrko i think that's what people are saying i don't know i just call i just call it a mess so <laughs> anyway really quick uh new day one which is cool Trouble in Paradise. Yeah. Um, but then, then everybody's favorite song started. Bum, uh, bum, 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 bum. Your favorite bum, song. Bum. I hope you said well, your favorite. My song. my favorite song because Chris Jericho did an amazing version of it. Bub. Okay, bub, that's the bub, only. That's the best version. It's Ooh. the only version. <laughs> like, if this makes sense. Like, I can't hear Brock Lesnar's theme song and not hear the Chris Jericho right. bubbly version. Like, so, my my ears don't allow it anymore, and I'm totally thankful for my brain breaking down that way. So, uh, Brock Lesnar, fast forward, Brock Lesnar challenge, Kofi Kingston, October 4th, when you'll SmackDown giggle. moves to Fox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Um, no, I it was uh, my notes. I was going to read it. Oh. Continue and saying I'll read it after. So Brock Lesnar uh, challenges Kofi Kingston for the October 4th SmackDown, which is the first SmackDown on Friday, the one that goes to Fox, for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. What's your notes? 
my note, I right underneath Brock Lesnar was, he goes, New Day beats Revival, Brock Lesnar, his bitch ass came down and fucked up a good thing as per usual. <laughs> uh, That's how much I can't stand him just getting title shots immediately. Oh, Eric Rowan God. had an interview with Michael mm. Cole. Michael Cole was trying to be a bad I hate Michael in Cole interview. I can't do it. I'm I hate, on. Yeah, I hate my... No, if it, let me put this real quick on the side note on a sidebar on that. I hated that Michael Cole did the interview. I think someone else should have done it, maybe Corey Graves, because the interview itself was not bad. It really made you go, okay, they're giving Rowan a deeper character than what they've always done, where they just kind of make him the dumb jackass that walks around like a big dumb monster. So they're making him seem more three dimensional than what they have been doing, which is kind of important because if you only have somebody so one dimensional of like I'm big guy, I do things. It you can't build them. So that right. interview, if it wasn't done by Cole, I think it probably would have landed better in a lot of people's minds. Uh, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but yeah, you're right. Cole was the wrong person to do this interview. I would have said Cole's Renee. always Renee, Renee or Graves. Honestly, yeah. they're they're probably the two. Well, for sit down interviews like that, Renee has the experience from doing her show, and then obviously just her experience in general. And Graves has just been Graves has done that has done that before as well. Um, he knows he's done sit downs where it's like a bullshit. Kayla, Kayla Braxton to do the interview. Yeah, I, cool. honestly though, I, those that kind of interview needed to be like more of a, a relaxed sit down, not like you know lights on you in director's chair, director's chair, or it needs yeah. to be it needs to be more chill. Um, and I think it probably would have landed better. Right. I agree. Uh, Nakamura and Zayn set up Ali in a sneak attack. Actually, <sighs> Ali just came out. Zayn said some shit. Then they jumped him. Cool. Yeah. Um, right. And Shane McMahon was in the back. Um, Kevin Owens came through the crowd. Actually, I should mention that. Yeah. Kevin Owens came through the crowd. He sat down on a chair. Um, and then uh, someone came so to good. someone came to Shane and was like, hey, you know, there's somebody waiting for you. And Kevin Owens is in the crowd. So Shane goes to leave. And as Shane goes to leave, someone hands him some paperwork. Said, you've been served. Cool. And then walked off. Yep. Come to find out, it's a $25 million lawsuit against Shane McMahon. Which I thought was fucking awesome. Oh, um, God. For wrongful termination? Wrongful that's termination. what made me kick off. That's what made me giggle for someone to use the McMahons. You're fired against them. I'm like, just, finally, finally, you fucks, finally. I did. I like you the, don't um, need to circumvent the HR department, you bitches. <laughs> I did like how he was like, I got. He's like, I tried everything to do what you wanted, and you just said no. So this is what I had to do. Uh, Charlotte right. Flair defeats Sasha Banks by disqualification. Okay, real quick. This is another side note that you will giggle at. My note for this was Flair came out to see Girl Flair. Rap of Flair introduced Girl Flair. Girl Flair defeated Shasha. <laughs> I didn't even put that. In. I know it's Offset, but I was just like, Flair came out to Girl Flair. Rapper. These are now their names now. And you guys aren't going to give your real names anymore. Any WWE wrestlers that probably aren't listening right now. You guys so, don't get your real names. I'm making up your own. Yeah, so for people who don't know. I forgot that this happened. I, I remembered pieces of this. I forgot this over. So Offset from Migos introduced Charlotte Flair mm -hmm. blandly. I get it. It's his first time doing it. Um, but 
If you guys don't know who Offset is, Offset did the song uh, Ric Flair Drip, which obviously it's this night. Ric Flair was actually at SmackDown with Charlotte. So there's like a lot of cool little innuendos that kind of got tied all together. Well, I mean, it, but it offset being right. I mean, it's offsets Cardi B, baby daddy, husband or whatever. I don't know. I don't actually like full on, full on married or anything like that. Right. But I love that it came out in the pink in the pink robe. Right. That's why I was like flare, girl flare, rapper flare. <laughs> all of the flares. I'm and, fine with it. They all yeah. can be in the same family. Fuck it. And so, um, Bailey came out to beat up Charlotte. Um, and then she got saved by Carmella, which I was kind of that surprised me. That surprised yeah, me too. That fucked me up a little bit having Carmella come out. I was like, "Oh, what? Are you guys gonna put her back on the roster? And not run around with Truth anymore? Because I'm totally fine with her running around with Truth. <laughs> like, she's Baron Corbin, funny. <laughs> Baron Corbin then gets his uh, coronation ceremony only to get ruined by <laughs> Chad Gable. Which I party pooper? Pissed. Yeah, exactly. Fuck Chad. Shorty G can shut the hell up. Uh, <laughs> Fuck uh, you, Shorty G. Fuck you, Shorty G, for what you did. Uh, heavy you know machinery. Heavy machinery uh, defeated the B team. Cool. I don't understand this match. I mean, it was good, but why? Yeah, just you know, just something <laughs> for them to do. And Actually, it's because they they realized they only had two other damn wrestling matches on the thing prior, and they needed right. to throw something in. I think Literally, it was they they're like. They only had three actual wrestling matches in that two hours. Yeah. That's it. I think it was because they were like, hey, we want to see what Otis looks like in trunks. And just trunks. Oh. No singlet. <laughs> I love Otis so much. He's so good. <laughs> and then uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper beat up Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. That was SmackDown. And the reason why we went through SmackDown so quick was because I want to talk about NX motherfucking T. Because, uh, god damn. What a fucking way to kick off your first live episode of NXT. So, for days, for you guys who don't know, one, the first hour was on USA, bad. the second hour was on WWE. And unfortunately, some people uh, in this world had troubles accessing NXT on the WWE Fuck network. you. <laughs> W, W, E, and your bullshits. How the fuck you ain't gonna have that shit working for 40 motherfucking minutes in the, the last 15 or whatever of the show? They're like, oh, yeah, we figured it out. How are, these are just some things you should probably have in place before. No. I think it's funny. I don't know who, whatever hacker for AEW decided to fuck with WWE shit. You funny. No. How about fuck Triple H's statement? Where he said, hey, uh, you guys you guys can watch this shit on demand. What are you really bitching about? Like, what? Bruh. <laughs> this, uh, this right. Fuck you. Not, right, right. There's a... Ugh, that's all I can say sometimes when I see Triple H. Like, I, get, I have such a weird relationship. I'm with Triple H. I'm so happy that you gave me NXT. But then you're triple fucking H and you like to insert yourself into so many WrestleManias that it, my brain explodes. So, and you get this cocky moment like that. Like, you guys can just watch it on demand. You dumb motherfucker. You were doing a live thing. It wasn't taped. We wanted to watch it live. Right. Do you want me to feel that way about your pay-per-views? Because if that's the case, I'll just do what I maybe not have done in the past and just maybe sort of get them off the internet without your network. 
No, Maybe. fuck that. I'm just going to skip <laughs> Triple H's match every time he shows up. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to watch his match. That's how we pay you back, Trips. Oh. We're just going to fucking not watch your shit. What do you mean? I missed 30 I... minutes. I missed 30 minutes of WrestleMania. You mean I could just go back on demand and watch that 30 minutes? Because <laughs> I'll watch the rest of it live. I'm cool with it. Right. Oh, like... was your match I missed. I'm cool with that. Uh... So, um, NXT started off with Triple H. <laughs> Cutting a promo. Yeah, speaking, <laughs> speaking of trips. So, um, it was a great promo, by the way. It got me hyped about NXT. Not that I needed I, it. It just got me if extra this, hyped. If this makes sense, it doesn't matter. Trips will always be someone that can just deliver a great crowd ra- ra- raising kind of speech, if that right. makes sense. He's done it. He did it with the Cruiserweight Classic. He did it with the Mae Young Classic. And he did it, you know what I mean? He can get the crowd hyped. Are you ready? And you're like, yeah, I'm fucking ready. Let's set shit on fire. Ah! <laughs> yeah. So, Suck it. Wait, that's how it is. Right? That's not, that's not what like, I'm supposed to say. <laughs> dude, I know it doesn't matter. You just start yelling things that you've heard him say, and you just start flailing your arms in X formations, and then it's a blur, and you're like, what's happening? What am I doing? So, Fun times. First match of the night, right, was a fatal four-way. Uh, Candice LeRae, yeah. Mia Yim, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. This was to decide the next opponent for Shayna Baszler's title. Um, bro. Tons of spots. (laughs) This spot fest match. (laughs) Yeah, this is very rarely do you get to say that about females. That's why I do like about NXT is I can do that kind of condescending thing I do with men's matches when it's spot fests. Like, this was a spot fest, but other than the fact that that was obvious, it was good. It was really good. I like the results, too. Yeah. So, uh, Candice LeRae won this match, and everybody was hitting their finishers, which was so cool. Like, yeah, you know, the KOD, the, uh, yeah. what do you call it? Watch, watch your neck. And then Candice LeRae hits her moons or her lion salt off the second rope. And, uh, right. you know, I was so hyped. I was so glad right. that this I is what heard... kicked off the new generation of NXT. Right. I'm happy they did it with women, too. Uh, um, I was a little surprised because I kept hearing whispers that Mia Yim is really trying to get pushed right now and that she was in discussions for it. But it do- it makes sense why it's Candice LeRae because if you're going to have Johnny Wrestling, have, you know, Jane Wrestling. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> that was so dumb. I'm mad at myself for even saying that now. <laughs> you all can hate me for that just Steve. entirely. Steve's going to be but so anyway, disappointed but- in that joke. And you know what? Fuck it. Fuck you, Steve. That joke's so, for you. <laughs> Love you. So the next match that we had <laughs> but, was a squash match, right? Yeah. Of Cameron Gear yeah. defeating uh Sean Mal- Maluda. Maluda. Yeah. Uh, this was like fucking immediate as shit. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. It was eleven seconds. Uh but this next match, right? Uh, this North is American, the match I was so fucking excited about. The North American Championship of NXT going through two commercial breaks, by the way. Which, by the way, I do want to say, going through commercial breaks was fucking fly. Because when they came back, I, I felt like I missed something. And I need to go back and watch it. But it's like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, he's in a rest hold. We're going to hold this for like 15 seconds until we get back from commercials. And then you'll pick up the action. No, it was like, you came back, you're like, what the fuck did I miss? I like, yeah, it felt like back in the day. Yep. Because WWE, you know, like 
WWE main roster doesn't like having wrestling during, you know, the commercials because they're all fucking weird about that. I actually, I actually like it because what it does is it makes me as a fan go, I miss some stuff. So when WWE or AEW, ROH or whoever the hell is your fucking letter, you know, fuckery is, take your alphabets and put it in a stadium. It makes me want to go see your live show because I then get to see the stuff that I I will be missing during the commercial break. I will see the entirety of wrestling. And I don't think that I, I I understand that WWE is in the TV business, but you're also in the wrestling business. And the wrestling business means you fill seats. Right. And you gotta have some incentive. And for me, part of that has always been is when you miss wrestling during the commercials, it makes you want to go. It makes you want to see it live because you're like, oh, and if they tell or if they play a a spot, you know how they would do like, oh, we got to show you what you missed during the, the commercial break. And they do an amazing spot that you fucking wish you saw live. You go, damn, next time they come in town, I got to see it live. Right. That's the logic behind having well-timed out spots during commercial breaks. If you time everything right, you can really drag in the crowd. I don't understand why WWE didn't do it. So I'm glad NXT is doing it. I don't want them to change that. They better stay with this. This you feel like you missed something because you're like, oh, I want more. So what we ended up finding out was that after the second commercial break, uh, we came back and the match was wrapping up. So uh, <sighs> strong, strong uh, had uh, I think they call it the stronghold right for the boss so craft. For the- so. Yes. Uh, he survived. Um, Dream t- grabbed ropes. That brought out um, Undisputed Era, right? So the rest of the three yeah. other guys came in. Um, they distracted referee, heart attack, go for the one, two, three. Well, yeah, because Cole did the, the kick when the well, rest back the was first turned. one. I was going to say the first one was the – they didn't land a super kick, right? It was uh, the heart attack got landed, and then he kicked out, and then – Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought you were going right to the end. Yeah, no, so Dream Valley Driver gets hit. He goes up for the Purple Rainmaker. He gets super kicked in the face by Adam Cole. He being Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream then gets hit with another heart attack. One, two, three. And (gasps) new Dripping in gold, baby. Championship, right? (laughs) I've been fucking saying this for weeks. Have I not been saying that this is all I wanted for weeks? I've been saying this. For weeks now, that we this it. is what we needed. If you didn't put, if you didn't bring Adam Cole up off of NXT, you needed to slap titles on all of them because it would have a strong faction going into TV time. They're on cable. It is good to have a strong faction. You have a strong title. You have two strong title holders and a strong tag team. You have a wrestling cutout that you can shove in different places. It was the smartest move they could have done. Yep. They, there's I I like a lot of the other stars on there, but you need to have a strong team, and they have a strong ass faction with Undisputed. This was intelligent. I loved how it went. I'm so that was the pleased. end. That was the end of the USA era. Oh, it was a smart hour. smart decision to end yep. the USA on that. It was very smart. And then I was to, uh, I was uh, well real quick. This we'll get into it in a second with the stuff that happens towards the end of the. Um, network stuff. I was surprised they didn't bring that on the USA Hour because right. that I with WWE loving to load up surprises. I was a little surprised that they didn't bring that in the first hour. Happy yep. they brought it in the second hour. So. Yep, definitely. 
So, first <clears> match of the night on WWE Network for NXT Live. Uh, Pete Dunne versus Arturo Ruas. This was a good match. I liked it a lot. Um, a lot of technical work, which I liked from both guys. Um, and Pete Dunne ended up winning by submission. Breaking fingers is what he does. Um, the next match... Yep. Could have passed on this one. Although I will say, I do like the fact that they're still showing off that they're a developmental brand and they're developing new talent. Uh, Zaya Lee versus Aaliyah was just not a good match. But there's a lot of understanding going on there, so I don't want to knock it because it is what it is. They're still learning and they're still working together, and I uh, truly appreciate that. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Aaliyah's been there for a long time. This is uh, trying to be as. I- as straight to the middle, just like politically. You can correct. be as straight as the middle. I'll be the asshole on this podcast. <laughs> no problem. Aaliyah has been there long enough. If she's having communication problems, either she needs to make a decision. She needs needs to make a decision now. Are you going to put your effort in and become a better wrestler? Or are you going to get the hell out? Cause you need to stop wasting time because right. you've been in, in, in the developmental brand for long enough. You were on breaking ground. They did a day. De- they had you on a documentary for the NXT. They did a bet. They did a let's see how you're doing. Great. Cool. They have developed your character. What are you doing with it? Oh, nothing that I give a fuck about. So let me give you some hard pills. Figure out if you want to wrestle. If you don't want to wrestle, get out. If you do want to wrestle, you better walk into Triple H's office and say, I'm better than this. Because this is not what the, she it doesn't. It, she looks new and she's not. She was on the same uh series as baron corbin baron corbin was on the same documentary with her when they were in nxt she was on there as a developmental starting out and getting her new th- so she's been around i know baron was towards the end of his run in nxt when they was there but still it's been a few years still hasn't got on doing development just gotta move. figure out figure out if you want to do this and if you do work you gotta really figure out what's what's not connecting yep because so- i i feel bad for her that it doesn't work out well meh we're gonna keep moving yeah (laughs) tough breaks i like you Aaliyah, but you just gotta you gotta do better so uh denzel dejeuner came out to get the crowd hype yeah he's gonna have a match with kashida which i was like oh shit kashida's about to get this in except alexander wolf fabian uh archer is that right archer and uh marcel barthel showed up and I'm not going to lie, I was like, it's the fucking Imperium is there. <laughs> I was like, why uh-huh. is Imperium on our screen? They beat down Denzel, um, and then they line up, and this is why. Because fucking Walter showed up on NXT, and I, I'm i not going to lie. My wife was like, I don't know what's wrong with you, because I popped. I got up out of my couch. I started screaming like a fucking schoolgirl. I was like, oh my god, it's Walter! He's here! He's on uh, NXT! You, uh, you know what? I've been there. I had a house full of people when AJ Styles came in for his debut, and I literally leaped off my chair and stood in place doing damn near the flash dance. Right. Uh, the flash dance dance. So, yeah, no, I totally understand what it's like to mark the fuck out in front of people and them going, what is your problem? And you just go, if you don't understand this happiness, you will never know. Right. You just that's that's the best way to that's honestly the best way in my brain to tackle somebody that that looks at you weird when you mark the fuck out. You go, have you ever experienced this, Miss Joy? No, then that's your problem. Bleep. See ya. Um, <laughs> exactly. So Kishida came out. So Imperium was out <gasps> talking about that they were going to clean up clean up the ring, yeah. right? 
um kushida mm-hmm. came out and was like you're on my time which i really liked the whole you know i know that's his thing mm-hmm. um they got into kind of a confrontation and kushida came out on top sort of before you ran out um that's yeah. not how i ever my nose ran down i'm about how kushida was beaten up but I can understand what you mean. He didn't get totally his ass beat. Yeah, he didn't get his ass whooped. He just kind of got... He, he got beaten up, but not, like, owned. I love how he slipped out of his ring gear, like Shane McMahon yeah. on the steel cage. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. um, so the next match, though. This would have been my match of the night on NXT's... On the WWE Network. I'm going to yeah. have you out that. Uh, but we had a return of Leo Rush. Versus Oni Lorcan, which I really was excited to see Leo Rush again. And Also, uh, heads up, before I forget to save yourself some trouble, just do what we did back in the day when it was Raw, the two different hours. Just say hour one or hour two, I'll know exactly what you mean. <laughs> so it's the, it's the easiest way, seriously. I used to have this trouble back in the day when it was Raw's War and Warzone and all that Warzone. shit when they were fucking my brain up. Well, so I just threw war and raw and zone and other words in there. and bleh. So it makes it easier. So so on the second hour, hour of NXT, um, yeah. Leo Rush made his return. And he was the That face. surprised me. That surprised me. Yeah, you know what's so cool, though, is that the crowd didn't know who to cheer for. And Leo Rush won that crowd over. Obviously, Oni Lorcan is an amazing talent, and he helped get that over. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, credits to to Rush, man. Rush is amazing. Yeah, I was I was really happy with that. Um, I was happy with his return. I didn't know how I felt about Leo before in the WWE. As far as and when he was in NXT, it was entirely different. You know, when you bring somebody up and you fuck the storyline, how it goes. That's what it felt like with Bobby, uh, the Bobby Lashley shit that was going on. Right. So I'm happy they brought him back into an environment that seems smarter. It seems better to have him here and you notice he's, how they said that he's the he, number one contender for that nxt cruiserweight title oh it was coming it was supposed to it was coming soon so here it is well i just um, found it interesting that they didn't refer to it as the wwe cruiserweight title it was referred to as the nxt cruiserweight I, title. well i i'm i guess because I, I had already heard that that was the plan it didn't shock me if oh, i hadn't heard that that was the plan i could understand why it would be surprising um also i think um i'm happy that leo rush won the match um yes. but i also think that um if you haven't gone on twitter and i'm going to say this every time we talk about him and you haven't looked up oni's freaking twitter account i don't know what is wrong with you i don't know why you don't like yourself you need to go follow this man. The capitals and yelling he does is the funniest. He did a tweet, right? I think it was right after. Um, it was the right after they did all the, the shirt for NXT. I don't know if yes, you saw how Luke Harper showed the he did his tweet, which we'll talk about if you want to. But um, Oni Lorcan also made a tweet. And it's and it's all capitals and said WWE shirt guy didn't make me a shirt, so I kicked his ass and made my own one. If you look, it's a shirt where he just photoshopped and paint shopped a red t shirt over top and wrote the words Oni on it. <laughs> yeah. If you don't follow this man on Twitter, he's a genius. Do it. So after that match though, great win by Leo Rush. After the match, we had a street fight with Matt Riddle and Killian Dane. And 
ended in pure chaos. I mean, just it was crazy. So it started off with the guys in the ring. They ended up brawling out. Um, Forgotten Sons was there. Um, Danny, uh, Danny was there as well. Danny Birch. Um, they keep getting to this fight, and then just randomly at a table. I don't know who the other two guys were, but Walter was there, just like chilling. And then as Riddle starts to win the fight, Walter gets involved and starts choking out Riddle, which then brings out Imperium, which then brings out the Street Profits, which then brings out Forgotten Sons, which then Danny Burch shows up. And, like, pure chaos all over the ring. Like, everybody's fighting. It's just the way the show ended. It was just a big-ass brawl. And Killian Dane doing a dive through the ropes and pretty much killing everybody i was like this this is amazing this is nxt <laughs> i was like that's how that's how nxt went off the air i was i was super excited also i i have to give so much credit to matt riddle for how strong he is because he did that slow motion german suplex on killian dane and it looked amazing how'd you feel about it Hey, yo, you there? I got you. That was fucking weird. All of a sudden, we were talking, and my Discord just completely restarted and said something about server issue. Oh. That's why I was like, what the hell? So, let me start this. I'm going to say, how did you feel about the ending of NXT, okay? Okay, and then that, okay, sounds good. Okay, three, two, one. So how did how did you feel about the ending of uh, NXT? NXT's ending. Let's see. I was happy. Um, all right. Now, are you talking about the show in general or just the Dane Riddle? If we we can go both. Just go both. So we can talk about both. Sides. Okay. So Dane Riddle, I was happy with because I did. I don't know who I want to win. If that makes sense, because I like both. Because, I don't know. Um, But, if we're looking at the show as a whole, I was very pleased with it. There are some things where, obviously, they're going to have to figure out some tightening. Um, 
but I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm looking forward to see what happens next. I, I, I also agree with um, 95% of Twitter after Vince McMahon said, congratulations. Thank you for your congratulations. Now stay the fuck away from NXT. <laughs> so speaking of things that need to get changes, right? Some changes that you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been reported yeah. that we're going to get some big changes to the commentary team between SmackDown and Raw. Right, so now you heard why that is because of the draft. Yeah, well, I've heard, I've heard because now that Fox is going to be considered a quote unquote a show like SmackDown, they want to like put their foot forward on there. So Corey, well, that's what I mean. It's the whole right, the whole draft thing. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's the whole draft thing is they have to rework how their commentating team is going to be and who stars are going to go on the good, the the more the show that they want to pump up a little bit more. So what's the best way to do it? Superstar shake up or whatever the fuck they're doing. It's the draft. Um, oh yeah. yeah so the straight draft, right? Cole and Graves will now be the voices of SmackDown, which I like. I'm not, I'm not angry with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going back to two man booth, which I'm okay with that as well. Um, but your raw personnel is going to be Vic Joseph from 205 Live as well as NXT UK. And I'm not angry about that at all. And uh, his partner is going to be Dio Madden. And if you guys don't know, if you guys haven't heard him do commentary, just watch the last episode of 205 Live. He was just on. And I thought he did a decent job. I'm very curious. I need to hear more. Yeah, he's only been doing it for like two weeks from what I've understood. That's That's why I can't give a like, yeah! I'm excited or oh fuck that like I could with like coach or somebody well you know coach or Byron or whoever else who you've heard more I haven't heard enough of them to be either excited or not excited so right. I'm looking forward though, to hearing him I'm excited though about Vic because I think Vic is a very good call by call person um, but I'm also kind of very sad, not though, because Tom Phillips very knowledgeable Tom Phillips mm-hmm. isn't going to be on any of the shows and he's like it was pretty much like he was groomed to be like the next person to replace Michael Cole, and like now he's yeah. he's not. It is what it is. I I don't feel that bad because I don't as as much as he was groomed. Um, Tom, at least to me, had something that wasn't translating to the fans the way it needed to be. Yeah, so it wasn't connecting in a way. So if you can't connect it like the way Corey Graves did and stuff like that. I know Corey had his whole I was a wrestler before, blah, 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 blah. But there's a lot of people who didn't know he fucking was in NXT when he became a commentator on main roster. They didn't even know about his career. They only knew that he was an announcer for NXT. They didn't even know that he was a wrestler prior to that. So he just has that natural ability to connect. Um, Tom, unfortunately, doesn't do it in the same way. So I'm not totally shocked. That they pulled him because it seemed like there was a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a enthusiasm gap yeah. from the fans to him. So, so speaking of like, I, I, I do still feel bad though. Cause he's a good, he's a nice guy, you know, he's a nice guy and he's good in the wrestling. So I do feel bad about that. I was going to say, so speaking of changes on, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, because I guess Nigel is going to be a more permanent voice there. Uh, yeah. Not everybody I... was a fan of NXT. <laughs> Someone had a very well, they... particular 
you know, you know, I don't want to say interview and said some not so kind words about people. And if you're wondering who I'm talking about, maybe some of you already know, Kenny Omega had some crazy words to say about NXT, about how most of the guys on their show are would have been in their dark matches and not in their main event, in his main event. I was like, wow. Um, yeah. But I liked it because I felt like that was Kenny in character. It wasn't like, it wasn't like Kenny Omega the person. So for people who are, are going to be assholes and be like, fuck Kenny Omega, fuck you. Uh, I felt like this was right. like a great character work. Um, and like he, he was just, he was just being Kenny Omega and I, I liked it. What'd you think? Yeah, actually the thing that I made a, a noise earlier. Cause I was like, Ooh, and I said, Oh, I'll have to bring it up about later. And it was because, uh, on Twitter, <laughs> um, the whole going back and forth about, you know, NXT versus, um, AEW, there was another NXT wrestler that called him out, which you can talk about in a second. But um, <laughs> someone asked, I think, it, let me see if I can see who asked. Um, I don't know who it was. Asked Kenny Omega about, oh, oh, it was, uh, at, it was to Matt Riddle from a fan. It says it has to hear the truth. Hey, bro, Kenny Omega is totally right. Like, you are the dark match trash being shown on national TV. This That is embarrassing. Kenny jumped in and said, no, he isn't. I love Matt. We're bros. Acceptance to every rule and statement. And Matt retweeted and was like, we bros. Hashtag stallion. So not everybody at NXT hates Kenny Omega. But I've never... I've never put Matt Riddle in the same category as like all of the NXT people, if that makes sense. Right. He's kind of been his own anomaly for a while. He is. He is quite the different if, one. I love it. Yeah. So, but I yeah, so. I mean, it, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny went low. Kenny went low, but that's what Kenny heel douchebag Kenny does. He gets low blow with some of his promos and makes you go shit. Oh, oh. So if anybody that's if anybody's truly offended, you forgot what the fuck we're watching. We're watching fake people fight. We're watching people have fake rest, you know, fake beefs. So put that into your pipe when you start smoking and think about it. You know what I mean? Thanks. How much of his bitchy ass comment was actually legitimate real? Or how so, much was to get everybody talking about it like we are. Mm -hmm. So, speaking about things that are real, AEW oh, yes. announced their it's show, finally. finally. And it's known as AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite. Which we kind of already knew because, you know, they put all the, the trademarks in for it. Um, mm -hmm. Huge. I can't wait. God, I can't wait. October 2nd can't come soon enough. But... I love mm -hmm. all the wrestling that we have going on right now. Like, I really can't say anything bad about it. Like, this is this fun. It's a lot of a lot of wrestling is happening, which I'm fine with. Which Julie and I have agreed that when Wednesday night comes, there's going to be a lot of wrestling, and we're going to need a lot of help. So we're hopefully we'll have more people. To kind of like 
talk with us about what's going on in the wrestling world. Cause, and we'll probably have multiple shows because this is kind of crazy. I think, legit, y'all, I think you guys might be getting two different shows. Uh, not two different shows. You guys might be getting two episodes a week. It might need to come to that because if they keep adding more wrestling shows and more stuff, I might... Yeah. <laughs> yep. I have a half-working right. brain. Don't make it work harder than it needs to. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, though, AEW uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite will be coming October 2nd. First show here in Washington, D.C. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. But that wraps up what we have to talk about today. So, Julie, why don't you tell them where they can find you? Um, as per usual, you can find me, um, on the Twitter at little less Chewbacca. If you find me on Instagram, it's at a little less Chewbacca at put the a little in there. Um, I am the 27th of September is my birthday and we are crouching in on a hundred pounds down for my birthday present. Y'all officially, officially, I will officially hit that probably by if I don't eat pizza, if I don't eat pizza this weekend, I'll hit it by my birthday. If not, it'll be by that Saturday. <laughs> and that's okay. As long as you're, I know, you're keeping going. If, if, well, yeah, if this, I just realistic about how I do stuff. So I'm like, if I know how my body wor- responds, it'll be by Friday. If I decide depression's real and say, fuck it, then it's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, these bitches online get all uppity about their weight loss. Get that you can have days where you can go, I want a cheeseburger or vegan cheeseburger for me, but I want a cheeseburger because that makes me happy. Or I want to not exercise and just watch a movie. You can totally balance the two. It's not that hard. You guys don't have to. Uh, if this makes sense, it would be the last thing I talk about with, with the weight loss thing. I, I hope this is serving as a living example that it doesn't it doesn't be need to be as hard as your brain is telling you. I don't follow any rule plan. I do not have a strict regimen of a lot of things. I do what feels right, and it's been effective. That's what's supposed to happen when you go on this journey. So if you ever decide to go on the journey, add a little less Chewbacca, find me. You can ask me some pointers about how I've gotten to this point so far. Um, then maybe we can figure out getting you on a journey that's more comfortable for you. Yep. And then you guys can find me at CM underscore Miller 85 on all your favorite social media platforms. So Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, Discord, whatever. You can find me. Talk to me. Um, but yeah, that's going to be if for us, that's what we're going to do. So, peace out, whores. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>